there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, 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 go. Well, good evening and welcome to another week of football. No change at the top of the Cinch Premiership at the weekend a win for Celtic on Saturday against Kilmarnock two it could have been four or five and then Rangers up at Tannadice a tough first half but two goals one of them an absolute peach from Sakala is that a claim for goal of the season what do you think 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 and what does Gikamakis have to do to get the goal he came so close Celtic hitting the post the bar on three occasions late in the second half Celtic fans what are you thinking nine points in it and still 20 goals Barry Ferguson you're back from the Rangers event which I heard was great some of the skippers of the last 20 years a brilliant event Thursday and Friday yeah I had a, a couple of great nights Paul um, listen the, the atmosphere in the place the, the, the Rangers fans that came to hey, hey, listen to the the ex-captain speak were, were in great forum but it was brilliant to see ex-teammates i.e. Uh, Big Lorenzo Craig Moore Davey Weir Lee McCulloch and obviously Richard Goff and Terry Butcher were there before my time obviously but um, they were guys that um, when I was younger and getting right into football they were guys that I looked up to so it was brilliant to see them and very well organised I've got to be honest with you so it was a, a brilliant two nights um, but I will say I, I must been on here on Friday night oh, You were missed Peter Grant though was brilliant Mark wasn't he? Yeah he was in really good form he was he really he raised the levels <laughs> Steady <laughs> So we're going to take your calls calls are coming in already 0808 17 17 700 because it's cup action coming up this weekend as well as Premiership but Celtic in action on Saturday 5.30 kick off at Hamden Celtic up against Kelly again and then Rangers 3 o'clock on Sunday against Aberdeen and that's huge for Rangers particularly Mark they've got there's no way but they've got to do something in the cup haven't they for Michael Beale six games five wins one draw yeah I mean I, I think the, the League Cup and the Scottish Cup present uh, realistic um, chances of, of silverware uh, for Rangers and I know I know they won't give up in the title nothing's conceded Celtic haven't said it's won which is right but deep down I think we all know that you know barring a, 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 a close to a miracle then the title's going, uh, going to stay at Celtic Park but the League Cup, you're 90 minutes away from, from getting back to Hamden for the final in March and the Scottish Cup campaign stance later this month um, as well. So Rangers have got to fancy their chances against Aberdeen. Um, I remember there was a League Cup semi-final maybe three years ago when uh, Stephen Gerrard was in charge and it was Derek McInnes' Aberdeen and Aberdeen won um, the game. So look, that'll be in Michael Beale's mind, no doubt. But they enter this uh, Cup semi-final on Sunday afternoon in good form. Uh, Paul, I thought it was a very convincing uh, performance and result yesterday uh, for Rangers and there's no doubt uh, that with you know tens and tens of thousands of Rangers fans inside Hamden on Sunday they will fancy their chances of getting to the final and the Celtic fans will be happy after Saturday second half I was at the game yeah. and it could have been more Kelly tough to break down yeah. but the goal's coming from Kyogo the second and the first one uh, Jota I see they've given it as a an own goal but it was uh, Jota I think yeah. you'd give it to uh, yeah. I think again a convincing performance you know a patient performance from Celtic you know a well organised 
Derek McInnes Kilmarnock team as you would expect but um, I thought the, 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 the run by, by Kyogo um, you know was, 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 was pretty special and um, you know Celtic deserved the, the points and you know that kind of performance on, on Saturday Paul a few changes to the team as well Bernabeu getting in at left back just shows why that Celtic are in the position that they're in because they can produce different types of performance depending on the opponent and they eventually you know they, they, they do steamroll their opponents and Celtic could have won by four or five and Alistair Johnson just uh, you think he'd been here for a while Barry he is fitting in well two games and he's only been in the country for what ten days yeah, I'll be honest, I thought it was an impressive uh, debut that he, they had in the, the old firm game. It looked if he'd been there for um, a number of years. Um, good physical presence. He looks to me he's a real good athlete as well. Um, and listen, he had a good um, World Cup with, with Canada. And it looks to me if, if Celtic have got a, a right good right back um, on their hands. We're well into January now. It's um, transfer speculation. The window is open. 22 days, 5 hours, 52 minutes to go. You can tell Sky's on here in the Go Radio studio. And your call's coming in. 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials as well. Yep, at the weekend, St Mirren and Hearts 1-1. Livy winning 2-0 at Ross County. They go top uh, six. Uh, we mentioned Rangers winning 2-0 at uh, Dundee United. Celtic winning 2-0 against Kilmarnock. And Motherwell losing at home to Heb. So they're in a dreadful run. And on the line now, Stephen Reside, big Motherwell fan. Stephen, good evening. Hello. Um, no feeling too good uh, this Monday after yesterday. But yep. I, um, Stephen, did you go into the game thinking, right, three points here? It's not going to be easy, but you're expecting to win? You, you look at the Hibs formula, aren't they? Game one, yep. one, and eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd obviously struck one as well. And I thought, okay, we just got a good point away at Livingston and we almost beat Kilmarnock at home. But kind of a, the Rangers game's a kind of a throwaway. Me, I don't really look at that because you don't go to Ibrox expecting to get anything. Um, and we start the game terribly. I mean, the first goal uh, is a shambles defensively. You've got Sean Goss and Sonja Solholm beside Kyle McGuinness. And then Ricky Lamy leaves Ke- uh, Kevin Nisbet, meaning that Matt Penny should tuck in. Um, but I think if Lamy stays, he deals with it, um, and then we don't find ourselves one 0 down. But uh, I, I blame the team for a lot of the, the the performances and the results this season, and then cut Steve Hamo a bit of slack. But I think it is to take a wee bit of responsibility for yesterday to say that the definition of insanity mm-hmm. is doing the same thing and expecting different results to. Connor Shields has had 43 appearances in the Motherwell jersey. He scored two goals and three assists. And that's in 43 appearances going back to last season and this season. Yep. And then we bring on McKinsey, we bring on Tierney. We look we look better immediately. Sharper. Tierney comes yeah. on with a goal. McKinsey scores as well. Yeah. So I, I just don't know why McKinsey didn't start. And I think Van Veen even needs runners about him so maybe we in the midfield we can get players up supporting him and then we start two centre-backs who have been costing us quite a bit this season mm-hmm. um, yeah we've seen Shane Blaney and, and, he, and he doesn't start so uh, it's really confusing at the minute I think we, we definitely need to make changes going into the Ross Guys, what do you think? You know the manager, you know, his blood, it's claret and amber, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, wa- I watched the game and I expected, if I'm being honest with mm-hmm. you, I expected more from Motherwell. I, I was, um, 
taking aback how, how poor they were. Um, Muddle being at home, you expect them to take the game to Hibs. As Stephen just said there, Hibs only had one, one in, in eight games. But for me, uh, it was pretty comfortable uh, for Hibs. And that's something I'm sure that'll worry Stephen Hamill. Um, I know he's brought in the, the centre-half Blaney, as Stephen just mentioned there, but I think he needs a, a few more players in through the door. I did think McKinstry... Gave them a bit in the second half, a bit of pace, but he, um, he was really direct when he when he got the ball. But yeah, Muddle on a, a horrible run at this moment in time, and I'm sure Stevie Hamill will be desperate to bring players in. And Mark Ross Tierney got a big new contract. What about a year ago yeah. or so? We haven't seen enough of him. But, but I watched it yesterday. There was plenty of energy when when he came on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, looking at Motherwell from the start of the game, as Stephen pointed out. Um, they're very, very short of confidence. You can see even yeah. playing in front of their own um, supporters. And Hibs were getting into that game short of confidence as well. And it was whoever was going to take the initiative very early. And it was Hibs. And uh, I think one thing that Hibs had that Motherwell don't have was I think it looked as though Aidan McGeady just gave the whole Hibs team a, a lift. You know, he's a fantastic talent when he's on his game. He's as good as anybody um, in the SPFL Premiership. He fancied it yesterday's first game um, in a number of months. And, um, you know, he wanted the ball. He gave him a lift. And then, of course... You've got somebody like Kevin Nisbet and great to see him back in that kind of form. I thought his finish for the, the goal that clinched his hat-trick was sensational. Yeah, Absolutely sensational. So that's a week in our differences um, that you've got. But that said, I don't know if you agree, Stephen, but it, it looks as though Motherwell are right in the thick of it and they're going to have to, from somewhere, they're going to have to get two or three pieces of quality in during this window to give them a chance of getting yeah. out of it. We are, and, I, and I'm not naive enough, Mark, to think that just because we're motherwell and we've been in the Premiership since the 80s, that that we're automatically going to stay up. I mean, it's happened to Hearts, it's happened to Hibs, it's happened to Dundee United, so it can most certainly happen to Motherwell. I just think Barry's a midfielder, and I don't know what Barry was thinking last night, or he was a midfielder. Um, I just think that our midfielders, they have any balance to it. I, I thought that it looked a bit like balance yesterday. Would you agree with that? Yeah, look, I, I like Slattery. I, I, I do. I, I think he's a good footballer. Goss, listen, he's I, again. He's got a, a nice left foot, but I, I think you need a, a, a destroyer in there. Somebody who's going to break up playing a real physical presence. Stephen, that's what I, I see when I'm, I'm looking at Muddle. They pretty, they get ran over, over the toppy in midfield. Look, they're they're good footballers. Yep, exactly. Done, yep, he was the one he would he could get about the pitch. He was aggressive. Um he, he would drive forward with the ball. When you look at Cornelius Goss and Slattery, they're all pretty similar players. Mm -hmm. As I said, maybe somebody with a, a bit of a more physical presence in, in the middle of the of the pitch. Cause listen, it's all good and well having good footballers, but sometimes you need guys who do the dirty side of the game. And Stephen, this weekend, don't need to tell you, Ross County, bottom of the table, there's only three points between you and them, along with Dundee United. Yeah, I think it's going to be a wee bit of a sleepless week for me, to be honest. Um, it's a game, that, a game that we need to win now. If we go back to Boxing Day 2021 when we won 1-0 against Livingston, mm -hmm. we've only won three home games since then. So that, that tells you where the problem lies. It's in a home form. Teams look forward to coming to the first part now. We used to have that terrible slope that I'm sure Barry played on many a time. Uh, and the pitch is beautiful nowadays it's probably the best pitch in the league so teams look forward to coming to Motherwell we've picked up 14 points on the road 
and only five at home this season, and we've only had three ones at home since Boxing Day 2021. Um, so that's a great start and a terrible start, Barry. But I know you love the pitch. The, the for me, it's the yeah. best surface yeah. just now mm-hmm. in in Scottish football, and I'm talking about Celtic Park and Ibrox. Um, the best. Part, I mean, yeah. I used to go to third part. Of Stephen says it at the slope, uh, and right beside the main stand, it was uh, it was just mud. It was bare. Now I think teams and players. I'm sure the Hibs players would have walked out there before the game and think to themselves, "Look at this. This is like a bowling green." Because I watched the week before Hibs against Celtic, yeah. and the Hibs pitch looked um, in poor condition. So. That's a problem that Mother are, are having. Teams are, are going to far part and loving playing on their, their playing surface. I mean, credit's got to go to the groundsman because the difference in that pitch over mm. the last couple of years is unbelievable. So, Stephen, Mark, Barry, how do you help Stevie Hamill? Because remember, he started the season on his break. He was on Aaron or something with the family. When yeah. you get the call, Graham Alexander had gone. What would you say to him? There won't be an endless amount of money there. Of course well, there won't. Can I, yeah. can I no. Go on, Stephen. Um, yeah. I I want to put this out on record that I'm Steve I wanted to take a wee bit of blame for yesterday I'd like to see him change the team mm-hmm. I don't think this is completely his fault no. he's came in before the start of the season and he's not had time to really bring in his own players his first game was in the start of the season so yep. he's obviously kind of a had to kind of a scrape to get a couple of signings in before the end of August sure um, but I'm hoping, and, and it's not easy when you're in a position down near the bottom of the league to attract players uh, to come up and play for you. So, but I'm just hoping that he can identify players that have the right kind of attributes mm-hmm. that we need to get us out. We, like Barry said, we need somebody where we've got a dig, maybe another centre-back. But we, the one thing for me, Kevin Van Veen's got 12 goals, right? Mm-hmm. But we need pace round about him yeah. to help him because he's not a striker or somebody that's going to run and chase balls for you all day. He needs people to do that round about him a bit like Chris Boyd did mm. when he was at Rangers. Yeah. Mark, what do you think? I, I think the point that, that, uh, that, well, clearly there needs to be additions to the squad and that's where, you know, um, Stevie Hamill and his staff and the recruitment, everybody at the club, you know, they've got to go and use their contacts and tap into everybody. Beg, steal and borrow. I think probably the best bet is to get two or three loans in Stephen, just for the point you made there that, you know, players maybe don't want to come and commit to 18 months or two and a half years when it looks as though they could be involved in a relegation battle. Likewise, Motherwell don't want to get tied um, to any lucrative contracts if they end up down a division. That That's looking, you know, at, at the worst case scenario. I think Motherwell will be fine, by the way. I think they will get out of it, but I think that, but I think they're going to be in it. But I think they will get out of it. I think they'll retain uh, their SPFL status. What I think they need to become, and I know it maybe goes against the grain now of modern football and modern coaching, it's just become a big, ugly team. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. Just go and find that. I want a bit of a, a couple of bruisers, yes, except at a bit of pace, but a couple of big, horrible players that are going to make it difficult. And I know that goes against the grain, but I think that's what they, I think right now they're too nice. Stephen, would you agree? I think there needs to be a bit of that. Um, but I still think you look at, I mean, we need to take kind of a bring more pace in because we've yeah. really missed Joe Effort. We've missed Joe Effort so yeah. much. He was coming on to a game right before they got injured. Uh, we just we just beat Ross County actually five 0 away to home and everything was looking kind of erosion and then he gets injured and yeah. It just kinda of, it takes that asset out of the team. Well we can't have you not sleeping this week, so Barry, one win in twelve, it's not good enough. Um 
Alan Burroughs said they will spend money. They're looking for forward players. Yeah, and January. I seen it in the interview with, with Stevie Hamill. He he, yeah. he looked frustrated. Mm-hmm. He looked angry. Um, and listen, this is a big week for Murrow. I'm sure he'll be on that training ground. And as Stephen says, I think he does need to make a few changes. But it depends on the finances, Paul. Um, what money is going to be made available? Um, I don't think they'll be able to spend transfer fees. So it looks to me it might need to be, as Mark mentioned there, um, loans. But th- listen. Saturday against Ross County it's a cup final for them they need yep. to make sure they, they, they win that game if they want to stay clear of relegation and with Mark I don't think they'll get relegated um, but I, I do think they became a nice footballing team they need a few players in there to, to stiffen them up and toughen them up a wee bit Stephen thanks very much for calling we'll maybe speak to you ahead of the weekend Stephen Reside calling in 0808 17 17 700 we're talking Motherwell there as a west of Scotland station we would hate to think of that great club going out of the Premiership but nothing's guaranteed is it you know you don't stay in because you haven't been relegated for you made a brilliant point yeah there's bigger clubs, Harps, Hibs, Dundee United went went down. So listen, this is a this is a big um, three weeks for for Stevie Hamill to try and get players in and and make sure they, they kick start the season. Let's hear from the two managers of Celtic and Rangers. First, Ange Postacoglu. What did he make of the two 0 win against Kilmarnock? Yeah, look, I thought um, yeah, first half yeah it was was it was tricky for us. Um, there was no real flow to the game and um, you know there's a lot of stopping and starting and we didn't really. Um, sort of open them up the way we wanted it to and um, yeah, credit to them they, they sort of stuck to their task um, but we also you know, we made some poor choices particularly in the final third but um, yeah, we got a good goal just for half time and then although second half was was really good you know, really strong you know, dominated, the game, dominated the game in the areas we want to scored a really nice goal but probably you know, and then the other day we'd had another three or four So 5 o'clock 12 points in it then Sunday 4 o'clock Rangers winning Two goals to nil. Here's the manager, Michael Beale. I was delighted with the performance. We had a lot of control first half, but we lacked a little bit of quality in the final third. That's all we spoke about half time, about passing and running off the ball. And we scored two good goals and I'm, I'm delighted. John's had very little to do in the game. It's a difficult place to come, but uh, defensively at the moment, we look quite strong. With every game, I'm starting to see a little bit more rhythm and cohesion in the attack. The only downside of today's game was losing Antonio to an injury at half-time. That's the only downside. Flip side of that is the big positive to see Kamar Roof back, which is obviously I'm very pleased with. Barry, your reaction, first of all, to Michael Beale? Yeah, I, I thought the first half they were OK. I thought they were a bit slow in, in possession. I, I think, again, they've come in at half-time and he's um, fair play to the, the manager. He's um, he's had a few choice words, I think. Um and they've come out in the second half and all guns blazing. And what's um, the difference They were a yard saw? sharper, yeah. a yard quicker, they moved the ball quicker. And um, they, they, the second half, Dundee United um, couldn't get near them. I thought the second half display was uh, top class, very similar to the display against Celtic. Um, but the first half, yeah, they, they, they had um, the vast majority of possession, but Dundee United had a couple of opportunities. Um, so listen, it wasn't all play... Uh, playing sailing but I thought obviously the second half he's made a few adjustments and they were excellent Sakala's goal Mark oh wonderful yeah it was a wonderful finish a nice wee clip uh, down the side from Barisic so we knock on a wee uh, shoulder on and it was a lovely finish um, you know just to take it in the volley and uh, you know really really accurate you know from 9-10 yards out yeah it was a wonderful uh, finish and good to see Sakala coming alive again you know when he came to Rangers Michael Beale was part of the management team that signed him, got him in a free transfer from Belgium. Uh, it looked lively, very raw, right enough, but it looks as though with a, a bit more education, um, a bit more coaching, 
that'll be good because he's got that pace that will hurt teams. He's he's one of these guys that, that plays freely. You know, does he look as if he gets flustered by much? So there's no doubt he's a he's an asset. It, but I think Rangers need better than that to, to, to become champions. You know, I think um, Sakala definitely be, be part of a squad, be, be part of it, but I think they, they need to go and try and get a, a step up um, from that as well. But there's no doubt that considering that they got them for nothing, wonderful piece of business. Yeah, but brilliant goal, brilliant mm. move. Um, and listen, he's, the finish was wasn't it? was top class and so was Tillman's as well, the amount of bodies that were in front of him but I've got to be honest with you I was watching the game and I seen Boydie and, and Andy having a, a bit of a debate I thought Morelos did make a difference yeah I want well, to talk short... to you about that Barry after this short break okay <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go, 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 go. thanks Chris everyone back to work as normal thanks for the traffic and travel we'll keep you right up to date all the way till seven tonight. And thanks to everyone who's made the switch. I was out at some of the games at the weekend and so many people speaking about the programme. I was at the Celtic game, Barry, and a lot of people were saying they liked the debate, the honest debate on this programme. Mark, you're no stranger to that. We call it as we see it. Yeah, yeah. Look, Paul, I think it's, it's a refreshing um, change that we, we, you know, we focus on football, we focus on managers, we focus on teams, signings, formations. We try and get uh, getting about it. And we do, honestly, we're not doing it to, to attract headlines our callers are brilliant as well the people that engage with us want to come on and talk about football they're sensible they're on it they're not trying to be sensational or, or make themselves you know headliners on, on the internet so from that point of view it's all really positive and really good and a question was is Craig Moore finally coming back from Australia I know he's back in the country <laughs> Barry but is he coming back on the programme yeah of course listen yeah. I had a, a good couple of nights from there he, he's, a, he's busy this week I think he's got a player down at Rotherham um, I think he's signing uh, tomorrow so yeah Big Oz will be back uh, he's back on Thursday yeah he's, he's looking well yep. good trip out there for, for six weeks so he's back here to, did he bring you something back? yeah um, a boomerang <laughs> or something <laughs> <laughs> a sickness bug or something no no he's fine no but because he was, he was in good him. form yep. um, it was good to see him because obviously he'd been away for a couple of months must be great banter when you all get together the Amorosos and, I mean Richard Goff was he almost like one of your heroes well, you'd my, be a my wee years, boy I'll yep. be honest with you it was, it was listen Richard Goff and, and Butcher I'd, I'd yeah. said obviously tell. young player growing up they, they were like proper leaders you, you know what I mean And we, we know what the football was like in the 80s and 90s it was um, you had to have thick skin yep. to play with Rangers and that's something I learned off the type of guys and then it was great to see the ones that I obviously had played alongside Big Ammo listen my ears are burning right enough listening to the big man um, how's your Italian? <laughs> well <laughs> but that's enough said yeah. of that and Big yeah. uh, big Oz good to see him and David Weir and, and Lee McCullough as well and yeah. Arthur Newman was there as well mm -hmm. who for me was a um, not just a brilliant guy a brilliant football player so it was brilliant to just listen to some of the stories and catching up and you can't beat it Paul because no. you don't see enough of them I'll be honest with you because everybody's got their, their own thing they're either involved in football style or they're doing a bit of media work or, or they've got other business um, interests but yeah it was it was great to see them and, and spend two nights with them you think a big Terry Butch he's, he's a gentleman but when you think about I know it's 1986 yeah. and it's yep. 36, 37 years, but the captain of England signed for mm -hmm. Rangers yeah. you know when you, and I know there was a European football at that sure. time allowed down so that was part of it but, but Rangers went the captain of England signing for him and you remember what the player he was yeah, I mean I Terry I Butcher was the absolutely ball. outstanding yeah. played in that brilliant Ipswich team yeah. 
under Bobby Robson, Captain England. Yeah, um, I just remember the big bandy. He was always ah, blood blooded. coming out. His yeah, that was a famous picture. Yeah, yeah. but a, a gentleman and yeah. what a good managerial career he had Didn't up he? here as well. I think Mother Ness and yeah. Motherwell, you know, really. Hibs. Uh, well, maybe not so much. But a first class guy, Terry, but you're absolutely brilliant to deal with. Yep, and. Listen, just to spend two nights and then just have a chat what it was like with them in, in the 80s because I was only a kid growing up and um, some, of the, some of the stories were brilliant but like when you stand beside these guys they've got an aura about them and um, brilliant, brilliant guys brilliant stories and as I said especially obviously Terry Butcher and, and Richard Goff um, growing up they were people I looked up to who'll be Names in the future here's a couple of names we'll throw in for Rangers and Celtic potentially uh, for Rangers Interest maybe in Norwich's Todd Cantwell and Everton's Tom Davies. I'll ask you in a second or two for Celtic. We've been talking about it for a few weeks, Mark, but Chogwe Sung, the South Korean star, mm. could he be on his way to Celtic? It's narrowing down to him. And maybe on the way out, Stephen Welsh, maybe a loan period or whatever, had you split in Eastern Europe? So, yeah, but yeah. Paul, there's going to be, I think there's going to be quite a bit of movement mm. at, at, uh, at Celtic and Rangers over the next uh, three. I mean, Celtic have already got three in the door, maybe looking for one more. It might need to be another one on top of that, depending on, on who the manager deems fit that the uh, that he can allow uh, to go and we'll be interested to see what the fees are um, you know for you know if 7 million is, is accurate from Monza then listen 7 million still a lot of money and you know fair play to Monza if that's what they, they think the valuation is for me it seems very low mm -hmm. for Juranovic I can't see Celtic accepting anything like that and Giacomacus appears to be a kind of similar type of fee that's yeah. been mooted um, in the media and if it's me, I'm not selling Jackie Marcus for seven million. Absolutely not. Rawa Red Diamond's been mentioned in Japan. Yeah, I know I mean, they're I a mega rich club. Paul, I know he's not starting yeah. for Celtic, and I get that Kyogo's the number one striker. I get that, but for me, Jackie Marcus is every bit as good a finisher. I know he's maybe not as as silky and not as, as pleasant on the eye, but Jackie Marcus for seven million quid, pff, I, I wouldn't be having that. Barry, would you like to have seen him at Rangers? You know, before we knew about him here. You wouldn't have yeah, argued for Yeah, again, yeah. I mean, I, I find that I say this all the time about Apostacoglu signing. I didn't know much about him. Obviously, came for the Dutch league. His team got relegated, but he was still top goal scorer. Um, he came here, he wasn't fit. That's why I, I, don't, I think I didn't really, in terms of taking him, I don't think he was up to speed with, with his fellow teammates. But listen, he's, he's, he certainly grew on us in terms of he's a real physical presence. But he doesn't run about as much as is Kyogo and he's got the speedy Kyogo but he still works as hard um, and, and I think um, looking at Celtic look Kyogo's been great mm -hmm. but they're still as strong with Yakimakis in the in the starting yeah. 11 and, and listen I'm sure Rangers fans would be delighted if, if Celtic um, do a bit of business and, yeah. and let Yakimakis go because uh, for me he's, he's a top striker you watch for his name, don't you? For the Rangers game last week, yeah, you were I, happy I, not to see his yeah, name. Yeah, I, I was. And when, obviously, make his substitutions, the later the game's going on, I'm thinking, well, it's mm -hmm. a bit too late. But you've seen the, the the presence he brings. I could see Conor Golson, and, and I think Conor Golson spoke to Davis, I don't know, and says, listen, he's coming on, he's mm -hmm. he's going to cause us a, a few issues. And, and that's what he did when he, he came off the bench. He causes problems. And he scores goals, which is the hardest thing to do in football. 
I see the manager nodded to him or, you know, at the end, hugged him because he tried everything, Mark, as you saw in the highlights. Yeah. He came so close to scoring. I could see there the determination. He still wants to give everything. Aye, look, he's, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. He, he obviously appreciates the minutes that he gets on the pitch because he's not been starting um, a lot of games. But um, I, I, I don't know. He may, he may yeah. well get sold in this window. He may well sell to, you know, if they've got to bring Chigun Sung that that Jackie Marcus has got to go or whatever but I think if he, if he stays bearing in mind Celtic have also got a cup semi-final next week the Scottish Cup yeah. starts for them You know, they're, they're, they're well on their way towards retaining the title I, I'd have thought if I'm a Celtic player well I want to stay for the next four months and be a part of it if there's something on the horizon mm. I'd be happy to wait to the summer and, and go or whatever but right now I'd want to stay and be a part of what might be coming in the next four months Joe Guesung, you mentioned, I see he's yeah. speaking to Son down at Tottenham. So what mm. do you think he's saying to him about Celtic? Because he's seen Joe Hart come up here from Tottenham and love it. Uh, aye, so you know, maybe Joe Hart, maybe there's a third mm. part in there and Joe Hart's having a, a, a word. I'm, I'm not sure if he's talking in, in general terms um, about uh, about football in the UK. I'm sure he'd be very complimentary. Spurs were up at Ibrox in the summer. Did Son play that time? Was he involved in the pre-season friendly? So he would have a taste of yeah. a full house in terms of Glasgow and what the standards like so and depend, I don't know if he's got any options in the English Premier League uh, Cho Gun Soong but if he doesn't then the, the, there is the, the the advantage of saying look this can be a stepping stone to come into the English Premier League they get a lot of exposure on Scottish football come here do well and within two years they'll, they'll sell you and, and uh, you can go down the road and Barry the Japanese player of the year Iwata spoke to him at the weekend I just said hello as he walked past <laughs> after he'd been shown to the crowd <laughs> we're, we're, name drop again. referee Nick Walsh <laughs> was coming out you see the referee he's not that big is he Nick. anyway in came Iwata um, you've been doing your homework Barry you're impressed by what you've been yeah, reading I, about yeah I, I read a, a quote from um, Kevin Muscat yeah. and he spoke very highly of him um, so he's a, a proper athlete um, but that's what you expect for the, the Japanese you just need to see the way uh, Kyogo and Hitati certainly uh, have become for Celtic but one thing about them they're not just good football players they're, uh, they're work rate that, that's the thing that presses me most about uh, about um, these players that have come over it's their enthusiasm for the game and I keep hearing quite a lot of people say like before kick-off they're, they're always early in the warm-up mm. they're out doing things and then after the game they're doing warm-downs they seem of the they're, they're proper professionals um, and listen if he turns out like anything like um, Kyogo and Hitati mm. um, he'll be a right good signing because um, for me Hitati at this moment in time is is um, he's hot property he's man of the match wasn't he and yeah. the other one I think he's a listen they've all yeah. been good signings but he's the one that stands out for me Hitati and that coming from Barry Ferguson, one yeah, of the great is, midfielders. He's, yeah. he's, he's got everything um, for me. And don't look at the size of him. I think he can handle that if he comes up against a real physical presence. He's not scared to get wired in, but his passing range that, that's really impressed me. He's great 10, 15 yards, but he's got the the diags as well. His range of passing's really impressed me. We all know that he can get about the pitch. And also he's got a goal in him. I'm going to ask you about Morellas. I haven't forgotten. Mark, Kieran's been on at the socials at Go Football Show saying, tell us that Southampton are not going to get Maeda. There's, uh, they're showing interest, apparently, for Dyson Maeda. Uh, well, look, you, you can't stop clubs from showing an interest, Paul. You can't stop clubs from bidding. does make you see that you need to um, accept them. It's a compliment to Celtic, to Maeda, that there's English Premier League clubs looking at their players. Again, I'll just repeat the point that I made a, a few minutes ago. Um, if I'm Maeda, 
Um, you know, unless Celtic are forcing me out the door, then I don't want to go anywhere. With the greatest respect to Southampton, I'm certainly going to Southampton, who for me I think I'm going to get relegated. Do you think I they're think going yeah, to go down? I think yeah. they'll be a championship yeah. team okay. um in next season. So I think if I'm Maida, I would bide my time, certainly stay at Celtic for the next four months for sure. He is only twenty five. I know he looks older, but he's only twenty five, so he's got a lot of good football, a lot of improvement to come. Um and I'm so if I'm Dias Maida um, yeah, maybe one day he goes, but um, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be going to Southampton. A wee bit more from both managers. Then we'll speak Morellas and we'll speak about the Rangers potential transfers. Here's Ange Postecoglou on the game. We work on certain patterns, and you, you kind of, you know, um, have some things that you you got to rely on. And I thought there was more opportunities to do that in the first half, and we didn't take them. You know, we, we kind of we, we we played in front of them too much instead of sort of trying to probe in behind. But um, I thought second half, I thought we addressed that. And like I said, um, you know, apart from the goal, I thought we created some fantastic opportunities. I thought in the first half, like we, we had some moves where two or three players did good things, and the last pass, whoever it be, a cross or a shot, just wasn't there. And we were getting frustrated. Dundee United was sitting deep, and uh, the pitches at this time of the year are bobbly, so we had to change some things at, at half time. I won't tell you everything we changed, but the crux of it is that we passed and we run off the ball a lot more. And, and I thought the first goal typified that because it's two people running behind. And uh, it was a great finish from uh, Fashion Sakala. He's in fine form at the moment. So, and what about Alfredo Morelos? He's box office, and there was a buzz when he was there to come on at the start of the second. Yeah, yeah listen, you can't argue with Show Likes goals, Paul. He returned. It has been excellent. I just think Rangers um, looked a better team. I think when Morelos is on the pitch, he occupies centre-halves and that allows space for the ball players or the tricky players um, behind him. I did think he made a difference. Look, he's not as sharp as he's, um, he could be. And I can't believe I'm still saying this on the 9th of January. Um, but I'm sure that's something that's frustrating Michael Beale because he certainly, he, he does, he makes a difference to the Rangers team. He does... Um, as I said, he had a couple of half chances, but I just thought he's um, just his presence. He'd been in there and occupying the three Dundee United centre backs certainly made a difference in, in the second half. But it just wasn't down to him. It was a, they stepped up the pace of the play. Rangers they moved the ball a lot quicker, two or three touch maximum, and they do. And when they do that, Dundee United couldn't cope with them, um, and that's why they were so dominant in the second half. And that's something that I'm sure Michael Beale will be pressing on them to, to make sure they try and do that for 90 minutes which I know is impossible but they can't just only do it for 45 minutes but I thought the second half Rangers were really good and it was um, it was a joy to watch them We're flying into the breaks quick break and then we're back about the Rangers potential transfers and also that headline at the weekend where in the papers were saying that Ange Postacoglu lucky that he can spend serious money in new signings and Michael Beal was speaking those weren't his words but we'll talk about that next The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Radio Football Show Monday evening edition Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney looking forward to the rest of tonight and tomorrow Stephen McGinn's going to be in here and John Harson will be on the programme on the day when our Welsh superstar maybe the best ever Welsh player has announced his retirement Gareth Bale Barry you know him you played against him how good was he? Yeah I think he was up there with the best when he was at his, at his peak in terms of Late 20s, um, early 30s. I know he's retired there, early 30s, sorry. He's only 33, isn't he? Yeah, but um, on his day, he was a, he was a unbelievable football player. Match winner, 
for so many times, not just for Spurs, but for Real Madrid. I mean, you just need to look at the trophies the guys won. Did he um, win five Champions Leagues? Yeah, so I think it's something like that. Yeah. Is it four or five Champions Leagues? Yep. Um, what a player for Wales as well. Mm -hmm. 111 <clears> caps. Yep, and yeah. when you listen to a lot of Wales, um, ex-Wales players or current Wales players um, talk about Gareth Bale, I mean, that, that there's been some unbelievable Wales players, Ian Rush, yep. Ryan Giggs, um, but every one of them say Gareth Bale's been the, the best Wales player um, to ever mm -hmm. play the the game I think it's far too early but listen he's had his injury problems over the last couple of years I don't think he'll be short of a bob or two um, <laughs> it was so, 400 grand a week or something wasn't yeah, it yeah More. listen yeah. and you always see him he loves his golf didn't he so yeah. listen he, he's been what a career he's had started off at Southampton then Spurs and then Tottenham. obviously yep Real Madrid uh, in, in Wales yeah phenomenal football player and as I said Paul there was a couple of years he was up there with Ronaldo and Messi. No just as good as him, but yep. listen, he was no far behind him. Did you interview him, Mark? And did you ever come up against him? I can't yep. remember. Certainly not one to one, Paul. Probably like maybe impressors or, or whatever. Yeah. But just yeah, a great, uh, a great talent. Not not overly surprised, but he thinks it'll be a bit sad that the game's yeah. losing him. At, mm -hmm. As Barry said, at thirty three, you know, he's a fit in terms of looking after himself. Uh, He'd have thought he'd have at least another four or five years in him if he wanted to, but he's decided, I think, maybe one or two and you just got on top of him. Yeah. Um, he maybe lost a wee bit of love for football. Uh, latterly at Real Madrid, maybe he's pursued other things. He thought, you know what, now's the... He's golf. Now's the, yeah, now's the time. Um, was sensational for, for Wales in 2016 when they got to the Euros to the semi-finals. Never quite got it going at Qatar um, there uh, last month, but yeah. aye, just, just brilliant and... Uh, uh, a very very proud Welshman as well you can tell Same very is. passionate about his, his country so no he's been a credit to, to football and it was a pleasure to watch him over the years huge week coming up cup this weekend as well as some league games but Rangers will play Aberdeen on Sunday at 3 Celtic against Kelly again on Saturday in the league cup at 5.30 Barry for Rangers massive week obviously they have to stay in the cup they would be expected to what about the comments of the manager at the weekend about lucky and uh, fortunate, maybe is the other word, of the way they've signed players and they've had um, money to sign players. Some Rangers fans are on. I'm looking at some of the comments coming. They're asking to see what is going to happen. You've said January probably won't be the time that Rangers are going to spend big because it's a tough window. Mm -hmm. What did you make of the comments? Um, well, what exactly was the comment? Have you got it in front of you? Yeah, I've got. As the headline was lucky, but when I read it, he was talking about. Don't yeah, read the headlines. I always exact, say that. Exactly. <laughs> well, it, he said it's three windows. It takes three windows, basically. That's what he's saying. Yeah, but look, uh, listen, in terms of Posta Coglu and the Celtic signings, you, you cannot be in, impressed. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, he's he's record in the transfer window or windows, should I say? has been excellent since he's come in. Um, and I'm sure Michael Beale looking to be exactly the same. As I said, the way that I'm listening to Michael Beale speak is he's not going to bring fillers in just for the sake of signing players. It needs to be people who are going to strengthen the starting 11. The players that are getting mentioned, Todd Cantwell mm -hmm. and Tom Davis. In, in terms of Cantwell, see a year ago, 18 months ago, it was Premier League teams all over the top of him. Um, it's went a bit pear-shaped at Norwich for whatever reason but they're the sort of players that excite me these two players that have been mentioned excite me um, as a Rangers supporter um, and if Rangers can get their hands on two of them or at least one of them well that is certainly going to strengthen um, the Rangers team in, in my, my eyes um, 
I don't think it'll be a overly busy window I'll be honest with you for, for Rangers Paul um, I think summer mm-hmm. will be more busy I don't think it's going to be as crazy as Celtic's build, uh, building of the squad when Postacoglu comes in but I still think there is surgery needed um, look they've done great in the, the games that Michael Beale's been in 16 points out of 18 and one of the games was coming up against um, the league leaders it's had a right good return um, so some of the players have stepped up I still think that there's players that are needed to come in and make Rangers stronger and these two players that I've just mentioned would make Rangers stronger in my uh, my eyes Mark what do you think he made the comments in reference to being asked about what was going to happen Celtic have added three players are you going to add three more and he it was pointed out there's 50 million being spent by Ange Postacoglu in the 18 months is that right I've, um, I've not tallied no, it we, we haven't not, tallied it I, it, it but, might be Paul I, I don't think it's as much as that unless you're taking wages and certainly not mm-hmm. transfer fees uh, what I would say is with, with, with Michael Beale it's it's of no concern how much Celtic Aye. have got to spend across the road it's about what he's taking the job on and telling you that he'd have asked those kind of questions what likes my budget do I need to sell before I can buy what if I create a £10 million player to get all that back for myself and by the way it's not always about money and some of the signings that he was a part of are testament to that he was there with Stephen Gerrard when they signed Alan McGregor got him for nothing mm-hmm. Calvin Bassey got him for nothing Joe Aribo got him for nothing Connor Goldson two and a half million quid so you look at all that so it's not all about Stephen Davis Stephen Davis mm-hmm. got him for nothing so you look at all that okay they inherited Morelos but he was a million quid they used their contacts at Liverpool, Ryan Kent, initially got them for nothing. Loan deal then decided to make it permanent, seven million quid. So you look at all that, it's of course money gives you more options, but it's not always about the money. And part of the reason why I think Michael Beale's a manager of Rangers is because he's got a reputation of improving players. So you get to work with some of the guys and you improve them. You take your couple of your best ones like Adam Devine, like Alex Lowry, and you go and work them and try and improve them to turn them into first team players. You also, if you want to make it, I don't think you should be making a comparison with Postacoglu, but if you want to, Postacoglu has created his own money. So when he arrived, they sold Edward and Ayer. Two first-team starters that he lost, I think they'd, go, they'd gone in their heads, had gone in the previous window, Celtic had sold Frimpong for £10 million. So he created the, the funds, it wasn't like Celtic, he, he demanded. And, he's got, and what's he done? He's turned £1 million players into £10 million players, or whatever it may be. So... It's not always about how much you get, but it's certainly helpful. But if you're the manager of Celtic or the manager of Rangers, you've got to focus on your own job. You can't... If you're taking your eye off the ball and constantly worrying across the road, it's fine. And by the way, if he's saying about how lucky is Ange Postacoglu to, to have the funds that he has, whatever those funds may be, what about the other 10 Premier League managers? What would they be saying about Michael Beale? How lucky are you mm-hmm. to have those funds? So anyway, but to get back to the main point, if they're targeting guys like Todd Cantwell and Tom Davis I agree with Barry 100% I think they'd be right good signings they are first team ready players Cantwell I think he's getting mentioned about 20 million or something uh, Barry yep. uh, and maybe maybe he's just just about what, what's happened to Norris have gone into a bit of decline the past year or so and Tom Davis doesn't look out of place in, a, in an Everton first team so if you can get guys like Davis and Cantwell they would absolutely uh, improve Rangers there's no doubt about that and of course he was answering a question wasn't he and we know how it works in the media I, conference but, you know you're asked but, uh, Celtic have got three uh, players what are you doing I yeah. see where Mark's coming I'm sure. a big believer in what about number one mm-hmm. that's yourself yeah. and your own, your own club see what Celtic want to spend that's up to them if they want to go and spend five million six million seven million right let them go and do it but 
Michael Beal needs to just concern himself with, with making sure he gets the right players in. Um, I do like all his sound bites, what he's coming out with, he's saying all the right things. And if these two players are players that he's chasing, well, uh, that's a good sign for me. Because as I mentioned, both of them are two players that I think would strengthen Rangers. Let's hear from the managers again first. Here's Michael Beale about Cholak. What's the injury position? Just felt a problem in uh, the lower part of his uh, of his calf, so the top of his Achilles area. It's a different injury, so it's really frustrating for him. He can't catch a break at the minute. We don't think it's anything major, but we didn't want to take the risk in the second half. Thought Alfredo come on and did really well. He, he, he knitted the game together well, and as I say, I thought we scored two really, really good goals. And came out roof too late to see much, was it? Although he had one effort. Yeah, listen, he's been out a long time, Paul. You you can't expect too much for for KMR with. I think he's only been back in f- full training with the, the squad two or three weeks. That, that's going to take a bit of time. And it's like, had you, I hope a lot of people are not expecting too much because he's been out for a year. Same with John Souter here. He's on the pitch training full tilt with the with the squad. Um, so things are are looking brighter um, for Rangers um, in that front in terms of in terms of injuries and I've got to agree with him as I said I did I think Morelos did make a difference but whether he's going to be there or not um, is another thing for me because I do do think if he is going to go they need to go and strengthen um, up top because um, KMR Roof I, I, honestly I think if you could hang your hat on KMR Roof and be yeah. fit week in week out he's a proper player um, but the only problem you've had with KMR is his, uh, his injury problem since he's been here. Sholak, look, he's a goal scorer, he's a penalty box player outside it. I don't think he links up as well as, as Morelos or, or KMR Roof. Um, so what's, whatever's going to happen with Morelos, if he's going to stay at the end of the season, right, great, let's um, make sure we get the best out of the last four months. And if he's going to go this window, he needs to go and um, bring another centre forward in. I think as well, just, you know, regardless of who comes in or who doesn't come in um, in this window for Rangers what a lift getting to a cup final will give everybody um, if they beat Aberdeen on Sunday Paul that, that's massive a cup final to look for it keeps everybody focused can also maybe help you attract one or two you, buy, you want to come here get a cup final to play for um, in six weeks time so it's it, it, it's massive on the downside can be if, if you don't win it you're absolutely deflated but in the form that Rangers in as Barry have said 16 points or 18 in six league games Rangers should be going to Hamden really full of confidence, really buzzing. Um, watched Aberdeen on, on Saturday. They, you know, they, were, they were patient. They eventually got there. Two or three you know, really good players as well in the Aberdeen team. But Rangers should be full of confidence. And what a lift it would give everybody to get to a final. And then, whether it's Re- Celtic or Kilmarnock that they play in the final, you're 90 minutes away from a piece of silverware. And for Michael Beale, the chance to get a piece of silverware when you're just two months in the door, absolutely massive. This is the trophy that started it off for Ange Postacoglu, didn't it? You yeah, know? listen, yeah, yeah. see, quarter past five, Rangers mm-hmm. have got to be getting back on that bus, Hamden to Ibrooks, making sure they're in a cup final. Paul, it'll be a disaster if they, they don't. And that's the way I'm looking at it. They need to make sure they're, they're in that final in March, is it? Is it March the that's final? the final, yeah. Yep. 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 They need to make sure. Here's Michael Beale. How does he feel about it? Of course, yeah, because we know in the league we, we all we can do is keep winning and it's going to be down to something happening elsewhere if it doesn't happen we have to keep winning anyway and and the cup competitions take on a big importance right now because the next game is obviously Aberdeen at Hamden it's a it's a great game for both clubs but it's, it's a game to win absolutely 
massive game. You couldn't overstate how big it is for Michael Beale to keep that momentum going that yep, he's got. Yep, I mean, yep. it's, been, it's been great, as I, yep. I mentioned. 16 now, 18 yep. points. Um, really good start. You can see signs in the team. That was another improvement for me mm. up at Tanadice. Because yep. to be fair to Dun United the last couple of weeks, I've had some decent yep. results. Two I thought they actually yep. competed well. They, they Obviously, they sat behind the ball and they made it tough. And I just didn't think Rangers made... Uh, moved the ball, sorry, quick enough. But again, he goes in at half time and he makes a difference at half time. Mm. Michael Beale, it's clear to see that. But obviously, with the change, I thought made a difference. But I thought the tempo went up a, a notch or two. And when they played with a bit of pace and a bit of flair, they looked a really exciting team. But see, next Saturday at Hamden, that is a must win. They need to make sure they're in that final in March against which I think it's going to be Celtic. Do you know that's an hour in already and we haven't mentioned Connor Goldson. The Connor Goldson penalty <laughs> incident line is open. We're kidding. There's nothing to see, was there, in this one this weekend. So, I know we're I had to say about yeah, last week. Absolutely. I thought it was a yeah, penalty. Sure. That wasn't a penalty no. yesterday. Would you? No, I don't think anyone in here And I'm disagrees. not saying that before no, people start yeah. saying, oh, you get sure. blue tinted specs no. on, blah, no. blah, blah. He's not wearing that specs. Wasn't, that wasn't a penalty. Absolutely. Mark, would you disagree? No, no, that's not exactly. a penalty for me. I was joking there because they were still talking about it the weekend. You said to me, uh, yeah. well, fair, it was a penalty. Sure. I, I, I did not. <laughs> would you clarify what I said? I like Even I, yeah, exactly. So, no, nothing to see here. He's ready. Like he's ready. Exactly. Flying across that table there. The news is next, and Mark and I are back after it. Oh, wait, wait, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. So, are we going to get any cup shocks this weekend like we had in England? Well, that's impossible because of the lowly clubs. But Mark, uh, where will we start? Aston Villa out the cup already. Yeah, the uh, Donker gets sent off and uh, Steve, he's by Scottish manager, Stevie Evans, got a couple yeah. of late goals, um, a penalty kick and then uh, a finish uh, so yeah delighted uh, for Stevenage uh, but uh, what a, a terrible one for Aston Villa in front of their own supporters the cup especially at Villa Park yeah that, that was a massive surprise yeah. um, look Stevenage are, are doing well in, in League 2 obviously I've seen them because obviously my, my son's playing down there um, but what a result as um, Mark's just mm. says there Scottish manager and it was a Scotsman who scored the, the winning goal. Dean Campbell he used to be at um, Aberdeen. Um, left Pegger, I think he was in loan to Kilmarnock as well. Um, but he's, he's signed down there. And it's always good to see Scottish players do well down in down in England and, and certainly in the FA Cup. So that was a that was a massive shock. But by all accounts, I know Mark says Aston Villa get a man sent off. But Stevenage um, went and, and done a job. Um, I, I listened to Stephen Evans' um, his interview after it. They knew they had to come and be compact, but the last 15, 20 minutes, they were going to open up and go for it. And and listen, what a, what a result that is for them. 
One of the big results of the weekend was in the Championship. Cove Rangers nil, Queen's Park six. Top of the table, the Queens. Could they be on the way back? Oh, no. Yeah, I, I fancied them. I yeah. said it at the start yeah, of the season. Yeah. I fancied Queen's Park to, to win the division. Um, obviously, Owen Coyle, experienced manager. But if you look at their squad, there's a lot of good players mm -hmm. um, at Queen's Park who have played at a, a good level. But that was, um, that was a sore one for Coves. Paul Hartley's obviously back there after a disappointing mm -hmm. spell down in. Uh, Hartlepool um, but he knows he's, he's got a big job in his hands now um, that, that's a sore one sure. but I'm sure I see seen he brought in Glass uh, at Cove Rangers so I'm sure he'll want to bring a few more players in but listen he done a, a great job at, at Cove Rangers before he obviously went down to England he sure did Simon Murray and Cove Markets uh, it's looking good long way to go but it's remarkable this story at Queen's Park yeah um, it really is you know the, the, the way they've climbed through the divisions Lesser Hamden getting, getting revamped, going back to you know grass uh, pitch as well. Once they, once it's ready, so they're doing all the right things. A fantastic training base, um, as well. So all the infrastructure is there. Good professional people behind the scenes. So the infrastructure is there, and Owen Coyle and Sandy Stewart have got a right good management team, and they've got some really good players. But you know you've got to put all that together. It doesn't just happen with a magic wand. So you've got to work hard every day to get what you get on a Saturday, and they're certainly looking the pattern to go to Cove Rangers. They've been doing well. You know, yeah. Jim McIntyre lost his job. They've been doing. They had oh, been yeah. doing well. Um, and there's money a, behind them as well. That, that, was a, that was that was a hell of a statement sure. from from Queen's Park, and I think it's going to be very difficult to, to stop. I know Dundee's in there, and United, Patrick Thistle get going again. Two one win for Thistle. Yeah. Um, so you you would never rule anybody out, but at the moment, uh, Queen's Park looks like going to take a bit of stop. Good win for the Ackies against Morton. I think I know what Barry's going to say. United beating Hamilton one 0 I mean, the Ackies, you must be worried now. They're getting anchored. Yeah, just as the weeks go, goes yeah. on, starting to get a bit panicky. As you know, well, yeah. most people know I've got a soft spot for the old Ackies. Um, I used to go down and watch them when I couldn't get to, to Rangers games. I, they, they need to, I think that's nine defeats in a row or something, something like that. Um, so they're, they're struggling at this moment in time. But um, I see they've brought a couple of players in. I've seen that during the week. Um, I'm sure uh, John Rank will try and bring in another few but they need to start winning if they've got any chance of beating the drop yeah they sure do Aki's at the bottom with only 11 points just looking at the table and they're getting anchored there Barry which means I can't actually find the table yeah here it is they're in 11 are both in 17 Cove Rangers 21 Wraithover's 28 Inverness 29 Morton on 30 and then at the top Queen's Park 39 Air United 35 along with Dundee and Patrick Thistle in 33. You see so, the worry for yeah. Hamilton Ackies. I know they're, what, what did you say, six points behind um, our broth, but they've got Dick Campbell in charge. Why are they old manager? Knows the mm -hmm. game in, inside out. And again, they've made a few signings. Mm -hmm. So, look, Ackies need to get a, a run together and a run together quickly if they want to try and get out of this. Dunfermline top of the first division, 42 points then. Edinburgh on 38, Falkirk 35, Airdrie on 32. And uh, yeah, our own Stephen McGinn who'll be on tomorrow night. He got a win at the weekend. It's quite tight with Montrose, but they're there. They could still be challenging. So many good divisions here in Scotland. Uh, but in the Premiership, well, you know the scores at the weekend. Uh, Aberdeen got a win that they really needed against St. Johnson. What about St. Mirren? 1-1 with Hearts. Big result for them. Barry to get to yeah, get I a point. I fancied um, Hearts mm -hmm. uh, to get the, the three points, but I did say that, let's be honest, St Mern's home form's been really good this year. That, that's why they've got so many points on the board. Away form's no so good, um, but listen, Hearts are in form. Um, great result last week against Hibs. 
So I'm sure Stephen Robinson will be delighted with a point against. For me, the team that's going to finish in third by a country mile. And Livy, a win for them, and that was yeah. a good win. They needed yeah. it, didn't they? Really? Uh, yeah. it, it was a good win, you know. If, again, you've seen Malcolm McKay's team; they're missing sitters, mm-hmm. creating chances, missing sitters. But you know, what about Bruce Anderson's the second goal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 again, he's run and then. And the finish, you know, really, you know, brilliant. You know, we got him from Aberdeen, um, and I think he's been a really good signing um, for Livingston. You know, he just fits into what they're trying to do under David uh, Martindale. So, yeah, credit for Livy. I would already say now they're they're in no danger of going down at all, Paul. No danger of being involved in the playoff. They'll be well uh, clear of it, and that's a, a credit to everything that goes on there. I see Davy Martindale mentioned uh, Bruce Anderson in the same breath as Ali McCoist as Super Ali. Maybe a wee bit to Kelly, go. Some of his finishes were like, oh, like Coisties. Um, no doubt about it. As Mark right. says there, he, he never really got a chance at Aberdeen. No. He went and loaned to Aki's. Mm-hmm. I remember. And done really well. Goals, yeah, yeah. Um, few people uh, I spoke to or Aki's fans says he was really good and obviously that made David Martindale go in for him. He, he's, he's not had the best of seasons. I think he had an injury mm-hmm. at the start of the season. But listen, some of his finishes at the weekend were, were exceptional the table looks like this Celtic on 58 points Rangers on 49 the goal difference still 20 Celtic are plus 48 Rangers plus 28 then Hearts on 32 points after 20 games Aberdeen on 29 Livy on 28 St Mirren on 27 so that's the top 6 Hibs on 26 St Johnson 24 Killy on 20 Motherwell and Dundee United on 19 and Ross County on 16 and this weekend because I know there's been so much we're just at the Christmas New Year period there's football Friday night in the Cinch Premiership Hearts against St Mirren yep and Saturday Hibs against Dundee United Motherwell against Ross County St Johnson against Livy and then of course the Cup games as well it's going to be a big weekend yeah, Mark. really and, good yep as we mentioned before and Rangers fans what are you thinking huge to be in the Cup you have to go to the final and Kelly fans what are you reckoning what are the Celtic fans feeling as well now of course it's not over yet in the league nobody could say that but with 9 points plus 10 goals then they're a long way towards it let's hear the two managers again here's Ange Postacoglu about well he's got so many players in the squad looking for a start oh look it's just um, part of being a, bit, a big club you know we Constantly looking to improve the squad, make the squad stronger. Um, and to be fair, I don't think the players—I think the players want that. You know, they, they want to be successful, and they know to be successful, they need—you uh, know—as long as we're bringing players <coughs> through the door who are going to add to what we're doing. You know, the rest of the group embrace that, and um, that yeah, the, it provides competition, it provides really good training levels, and 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 you know, keeps everyone on their toes, and and that's the way you get the best performance. Um, and the, and the players understand that they've embraced that all along, and. Uh, <coughs> Yeah, Tamaki is just the latest addition to that. Barry, I guess the trick is keeping these talented players happy. Yeah, and again, at the weekend, I looked at Celtic's bench. Jens, Kobayashi, Juranovic, Turnbull Forrest, um, Abada, Yakimakis, um, O'Reilly. Strong. That's what Rangers need to... I mean, Rangers had a decent bench, but a, a couple of young ones, which is great to see, but the, the strength and depth that Celtic have got just now um, it's strong real competition for places and I think that's where Michael Beale wants to get to where you, you've got that where you have to uh, perform the pressure's on you to perform if you don't perform you know somebody's at that sideline ready to mm-hmm. jump into your shirt so um, I think that's the best thing if you want to be a successful team and you want to win things that's what you need in your squad and Mark, is Ange Postacoglu and Celtic's way of signing and recruiting players over the past 18 months 
it's a, a, a roadmap for some other teams, not just Rangers, but other teams maybe could look because they've not paid the biggest amount of money for players from a market markets that we didn't really know. Because you know we know Mother will need players, and we mentioned earlier how much money would be there. Are there areas that other clubs could look at? Yeah, I mean, bargains? I, I mean, I think if other clubs would probably look at, for example, because they can't they, they can't compete with Celtic wages, but then yeah. you look at Bacchus at St Mirren. Knowles at Hearts, so the Australian boys, so the Australian yeah. markets maybe there to, to, to go and um, explore. I'm not trying to get Craig Moore a turn or anything like that, but you know, <laughs> the Australian go market um, yeah. is there. And then there's a Japanese, my hearts are looking at a Japanese boy mm-hmm. um, as, as well, as far as I know. So, aye, you look at that point, you, you've got to be creative, you, you've got to be, you can't just rely on you know what, what's under your under your nose. That that said, you want to see boys from League One in the Championship being, being scouted mm-hmm. and, and picked up. and and given um, an opportunity um, if possible. But, um, you know, Celtic have set a really high standard in terms of the of, of the recruitment. Probably, you know, off the top of my head, you know, 80% of Ange Postacoglu's signings have been a roaring success. Um, and I think there's just kind of complete trust in what he does um, in the market right now. You know, he's, he's spent a few quid, but not fortunes. And you'd say that just about every one of his signings have been proper, proper value for money. Well, it's made me sit up and take notice in terms of the Japanese market. Yours are probably the same. I never yeah, knew totally. anything about it. For me, I'd be sending a scout over there on a one-way ticket and say, listen, get out there for <laughs> <A one-way ticket. laughs> 46 weeks. Is and, that uh, Craig Moore is? <laughs> yeah, have a, have a right good gander of what's out there. And if there's any decent players, because, um, I mean, again, I'll say it, and I've said it a number of times, they've impressed me. Um, but you know what you're going to get from them they're going to be always hard grafters hard workers they're going to be fit but it's the technical side of the game that I've been really impressed with so listen it's a market that I would be clearly looking at and I wouldn't even bother if um, another club's went there it's clear to me there's bargains good players um, but listen it comes down to finances it's it's going to be difficult for the, the clubs at the bottom half of the table but Mark just mentioned there Australians has come over into this game and again guys that I never knew anything about the boy Strain he's another one at St Murn he plays uh, wing back right wing back he's another right good player another right good player so I'm like Mark I would love to see from lower leagues here Mm -hmm. but if there's nothing about there's certainly some clubs have shown that there's different markets out there where you can get right good players um, for um, a lot less money and say going down to because if you go down to the championship some of these guys are earning 40, 50 grand a week in the championship mm. you go, go down to league um, one they're earning 10, 15 grand in league two they, even them they're really on real good money um, but Motherwell have done it in the past I think they went the conference route mm-hmm. and they pulled a few right good signings out mm-hmm. that certainly impressed me so but there's, there's certain markets that I'm sure clubs will be keeping a close eye on Here's a player that he kept a close eye on. None of us had heard of him about, what, 18 months ago from Portugal, Jota. Yeah, look, he's, he's been through a bit of a rough job physically more than anything else. So, you know, he had a little bit of an injury and then um, now he's one of the ones that got hit by the bug you know, a week or so ago. And, you know, you know, he's, he's going to work his way back. But, um, you know, his quality's there and he's working hard at training. It's just a matter of getting him some game time now, getting some rhythm. You know, he scored a good goal. And I thought, again, I thought in the second half, you know, he was, he was really bright. He put a couple of brilliant balls in and... Um, you know, I'm sure he'll be stronger for that performance. Mark Jota has been quieter. Maybe we know yeah. now why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, that's the thing as well about, about wingers. You're not going to get it, you know, perfectly. They're not going to be, you know, nine out of ten every week. They'll have wee 
wee dips and, and Jot has hit a dip you know probably he's, he's hit such a set such a, a high standard for himself but the good thing about Celtic in terms of so if Jota dips or he needs to come out the team Maida's there or Forrest is there or Abada's there or you can move Haksabanovic over like we've said time and time again there's so many fantastic options um, for the manager and that's a credit to him for recruiting so well and for the club creating a stable financial foundation to go and build on but also you don't see many players come out and and start mumping moaning yeah. that they're, they're not playing listen every player wants to play in the starting 11 but you sense that there's a there's a good atmosphere because um, it's hard to keep 21, 22, 23 players happy when they're not playing in a, in a Saturday so that's why you've got to create a good atmosphere around about the place um, but again yep, they have got a real strong squad and as I said that's something that, that Rangers um, will be certainly trying to trying to create um, competition for places because I always think it's healthy Paul because um, if you come off it I always say there's always somebody there to, to take your place and I just think that creates a, a real mentality about the place What was the biggest impact you ever had at Rangers when you saw somebody coming in you thought my goodness I, I had to go and work even harder mm -hmm. and I had to make sure I was if, listen you can't play well every game Paul but you need to make sure that you're giving it everything on that pitch 100% because um, it's impossible to play at a high level week in week out you're going to take um, dips throughout the season um, but again I always like looking over my shoulder and I used to look across to that bench and think to myself, well, some of the players could easily play in this first team. Um, so that kept me on my toes. Um, every single day in training, I, you had to make sure that you were you were bang on it. We're going to go back in the lines in a moment or two. Calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Here's Michael Beale. He wants to keep that momentum going. Well, it was the best way to prepare for, for an important semi-final next week and we've got a difficult month coming up. So we seem to have started the month well. Uh, I'm not going to get too carried away. I want the team to show consistency over 10, 15, 20 games. But we certainly started off well and we'll take confidence again from today. There are some areas we need to work on. It's clear to see, but... In the main, we're a team moving in the right direction. If anything, that that's anything to go by. Going to go into the lines. Paul, a Rangers fan, is on in a second or two. You wouldn't disagree with anything he said there, Mark. No. It's a huge month for him. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a cup final at stake. That's the next 90 minutes. As you always say, it's the old cliche. The next game's the most important. And it is, none more so than your chance to get to a cup final. February 26th, isn't February it? February 26th is the final. Yep. I think we would just about all say with the greatest respect to Coman and Aberdeen they were expecting an old firm final and what a showdown that is going to be Celtic are the cup holders I don't think there's there's absolutely no doubt Ange Postacoglu internally has got that treble on his sights didn't manage it last season he'll want to do it for Rangers Michael Beale it's a chance to get a piece of silverware a realistic chance of getting a piece of silverware and the extra motivation not the main motivation but the extra motivation is you stop your biggest rivals from doing the treble it's a good way to start the season, isn't it? For for either of them, both managers must yeah. be desperate for this. Yeah, but I like what Michael Beale's saying there, not getting carried away. You've, if you want to become a a very good team, it needs to be done over a period of time. Yeah. A level of consistency, 15, 20, 25, 30 games. Um, and there's still room to improve, there's no doubt, but you can see signs. Uh, the way he wants to play the game, the way he wants his players um, moving about the pitch and interchanging and as I said I, enjoy, I really enjoyed the second half on Saturday and Sunday up at Tannadice Paul a Rangers fan is on next The Go Radio 
Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Let's go on the lines 0808 17 17 700 Paul, a Rangers fan is on Good evening Paul Ethan Paul, um, Ethan Barry and Mark, thanks for letting me on tonight. No, it's all Hi, good Paul. to hear you. Brilliant, um, and Happy New Year as well. Oh, um, and to you, you, Paul, first time this year. Point. Yep. So, Paul, what are you thinking? Uh, I just bought a couple of points. My first point is, I just wanted to see what Barry thinks of this. Um, I mean, I think it's slightly too far away now. We've been a few games since Bruce came in, and uh, massive turnaround in play. I just think there's much more creativity through the middle and more energy. Right, let's put that to Barry first. Right, Paul, yeah, Kevin Nisbet, hat-trick yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, been out a long time. Before his injury, really liked him. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he's come through the leagues. He's done it the hard way. And then watched, watched the game yesterday, Paul. Um, I go back to, I think it was um, when Hibs came to Ibrooks a few weeks back. I thought he was excellent up until about 60 minutes. And he obviously hit a brick wall because he wasn't up to... Match match speed, but I thought yesterday um, three goals. How can you not be impressed? And I've said that you've got to have an eye on people like mm. this, like like what Paul's just mentioned there, a Kevin Nisbet, a Lauren Shanklin. I'm not saying Rangers should go and sign them, but you've got to be keeping one eye on these guys because um, listen, they're doing the hardest thing in the game for me, and that's putting the ball in the back of the net. But I thought Kevin Nisbet yesterday, it was a brilliant hat trick. Um, you even watch the defending was poor for Muddle the first goal but it's a touch and the, he takes it early the strike which um, makes it hard for the goalkeeper the second goal he's obviously a yard out that's a centre forward's perfect goal but Mark, I think Mark mentioned it at the start of the programme I thought the third goal for his hat-trick was an unbelievable finish yep and listen if I'm Rangers I would, I would have an eye on him uh, as well because scoring goals up here and Rangers in the future probably will need um, a centre-forward going forward. Mark, who would you sign Shanklin or Nisbet for Rangers? <sighs> or neither? No, I'd be half-tempted to take to, to take both, to be honest, but I know now you, you don't carry that amount of strikers. What, what I would say is clear now, moving forward, I don't know if he'll go in this window, but I've made my feelings clear on Alfredo Morelos. I think he's been a great servant, but I think it's time to, to, to part company. Well, that's this window, I would try and do it, if not at the end of the season. I think moving forward, the manager has got to try, the new manager, Michael Beals, clearly got to try something different with the squad um, because the current squad, it's it's not working in terms of them overtaking um, Celtic. And, and Michael Beals made a great point we were talking about it offered as well. You know, Rangers 16 points at 18 is terrific. Pretty much all, all he could have done albeit, you know, yep. hold on for another five minutes against Celtic. But they're starting to win games that they were maybe not winning under uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst in the league. But he's making it clear I'm not getting carried away. We need to do it over 15, 20 games, which is absolutely right. Yep. You look at Celtic, I think it's one defeat in 53 games in the league. Mm-hmm. One defeat in 53 games. Now, I know that's we've had two old firm games this season in the league. Um, Celtic haven't lost any. 
It's massive. The, 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 the last two, there was a drop, Park Ked and Celtic won at Ibrooks. So, I, I, honestly, off the top of my head, I'm not sure when was the last time Rangers beat Celtic in the league. So you need to go back maybe a year or longer. So you need to go and arrest that. You need to find a way of beating Celtic to become the champions of Scotland. So I've got to go and su- something different. I look at Kevin Nisbet and Lon Shanklin. I would, very, off the top of my head, I'd make two very quick comparisons. Chris Boyd for 400 grand from Kilmarnock, Scott McDonald 600 grand from Motherwell. One went to Celtic, one went to Rangers, but absolutely brilliant. Got value for money all day long, every day of the week. So I would have no problem by, if the money's there for Rangers, going to Hibs or going to Hearts and saying, there's three million quid. I think both of them are worth that all day long. But remember, both of them are playing with Hearts and Hibs, right? And no disrespect, Hibs have got good players, Hearts have got... um, very good players in, in my eyes but we're talking about Rangers here who for me have got players at a different level and I think one of these players coming in would maybe go up a level or two listen it's the old one I, I look at certain players like Doy going away to um, Italy I look at my, my nephew yep, going, Lewis, to, yep. going to Italy as well um, no, you can sign any two players now sure. far too expensive yep. so I, I think uh, look, I'm not saying they would, they'll come in and they'll play and they'll be amazing but I think they're worth I think they're, they're worth a go these players because I rate them and as I'm saying they're playing with, with teams um, that are no top of the league Not that sure. are no creating chances left, right and centre like Rangers and Celtic are doing and listen the two two guys know where the back of the net is they're penalty box strikers so these they guys. could score for fun and yep. it's been proven in the past Mark's just mentioned that Boydie I played with yep, him it's great. Great example. 400 grand I know you would need to pay a bit more for than this, but of Shankland, I get that. And Scott McDonald, it's two real good examples where if you stay here in this league, there is players for me that can make the step up. And I think they too, in my honest opinion, people might disagree, could make the step up. Paul? I think as well, sorry, but Paul, two, two other things on that is the comfortably fit within the wage structure. Now, you could go and Trevor quadruple their wages, they still wouldn't even in the top half dozen earners at Rangers. Okay. So they'd be And also as well, Low maintenance. Not a minute's problem. Yep. You have them. There's never been any negativity surrounding the two of them. Both come back from, from bad injuries mm-hmm. and just worked away and grafted it and got there and they've grafted to get where they are after having knockbacks for being, being released by full-time clubs and having to go back part-time. So all the ingredients are there to go and be a right good success. Great points. Paul, what's your next? Hi, uh, thanks for all that. I think um, I'd also throw in another player that you can do a comparison Kenny Miller. Michael Beale's done with the team that he's inherited 
it's Hammond's off maybe uh, Celtic in the last couple of games. Celtic were lucky to go out there with a two-two draw. Now they came out there with a two-two draw. That, that's that's what happened. But that was the same team that were out there. In my opinion, when Broncos got it wrong, I think they were out there too defensive-minded against Celtic. I think Bill went out and said, right, let's show the talent we've got in the team. You know, this is a team we've got to European finals, don't forget. And the majority of them are still there. They, they put out the likes of RB Leipzig, Borussia Dortmund. Yep, sure. That team just was overnight. And what I want to say is, I don't want to get into the guy all the time, but I phoned into a show a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. and I've been saying for over about a year, James Sands, he, he was up in the 18-yard box at Celtic, and he lost the ball. What's that all about? I, I don't, I, honestly... I feel they'd have been in there. Or if Steve Davis was fit, I'd have had Davis over there. What do you, what do you, what do you think of that? I, I did say I was surprised that I'd never seen Scott Arfield on the on the pitch. Um, whether he was going to start or no was another thing. I was surprised. You're talking about obviously the substitutions with, yeah. with Sands coming on, Paul. Aye. Yeah, Aye. I, I just, I, I think Michael Beale's... Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I, I was a bit frustrated, but I think he's seen the result 2-1... Then he's thinking, right, do you know what? I'm going to try and shut up, show up and see this out. Um, I probably think if that happens, a similar scenario happens again, I think you'll see a different approach for, for Michael Beale um, in terms of throwing on a, a Scotty Arfield. But I, I was surprised that Scotty Arfield never entered the pitch. Um, as I said, he's, he's a big game player. He's played in it plenty of times. Um, but listen, James Sands just looks to me if he's suffering with a, a severe lack of confidence. He did struggle when he came on against Celtic, um, no doubt about that. But I've got to agree, I was surprised mm. that i never seen Scotty Arfield in that game. Mark, they were trying to hold on to the 2 1. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember uh, when the substitute, you, know, you always think you always go your initial yeah. reaction rather than the benefit of hindsight. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, when you're 2 1 ahead, I didn't expect to see Arfield come on because Rangers get two kind of quick goals and managed to get themselves in the lead. So, had it been one each, I think Michael Beale would have gone for it because he wanted mm-hmm. to win the game. They needed to win the game. So, I think you'd have seen Arfield. But I totally understand why. But with the benefit of hindsight, it wasn't the best move. But I didn't criticise him at the time. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I'm not going to yeah. criticise him after it for doing see, it. See, I, I was the same. I could understand yeah. his thinking behind it. Listen, this could be the first result in a long time against Celtic or whatever. But you're either at the side, you either said, shut up, shop, and try and see this out. Or do I just go gung-ho and, and go for it? But listen, it could have been 3-1 because let's not forget, Carter Vickers made an unbelievable tackles, uh, a tackle on on Tillman when he got through and the, the shot on goal. He's the rock, isn't he, at the Celtic defence? He's different class, isn't he? He holds it together. Yeah. Paul, what do you think about Sakala? Here's the manager speaking after the game yesterday. At half-time, I had to say to him, don't complicate it. And a couple of times he was a bit frustrated. He was taking it too close to people. He's that fast that he just needs to... Uh, get things done quickly and it's a great finish. He he sort of sets it up for himself on the volley. And I'm pleased with Malik as well, getting in the the box and scoring the second goal. Again, uh, James Tavernier passing and running and uh, the ricochet comes to uh, Malik and he finishes well. And it was a great start to the second half. And after that, I thought we were very comfortable. We was able to manage the time well in the game and get the clean sheet. And so I'm pleased with that. It's it's three away wins at difficult places. And uh, that's a sign of progress, I think. Yeah, see, Sakata, I think he's still a work in progress. I yeah. say that when he signed, um, but he just makes me smile, the wee guy. And he yeah, smiles, he, doesn't he? Yeah. He's living the dream, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah he's, he's living the dream. So he's playing here. with Rangers. The f- Rangers fans are, are loving him. I've got to be honest with you, I thought he was immense against Celtic in the second half. Yeah. 
I'd, I'd, the only criticism I'd have is when he gets into that final third in the box, it's a bit rushed. He just needs to settle himself a wee bit. But saying that, what a finish against Dundee United. Um, and I love seeing guys like that. He just, he plays with a smile on his face. He, as I said, he's probably thinking to himself, this is unbelievable here about what I'm doing. So, fair play to him. And as I said, he might not be a starter if Michael Beale brings in yeah. a number of players, but what a guy to have in the squad to bring on and, and if he's not going to start, a brilliant impact player. Paul, how do you feel about him? Oh, no, I have to agree. I think um, it's, he's obviously lacked a lot in confidence under Gio because um, I think he was a bit, a bit part player and he was, I think he was getting played in the wrong position. Um, I don't think he's the type of guy, he's not a number nine striker. I don't think... Um, Barry's nodding. He's got the speed, he's got the... So, I, I agree 100% with what Barry said. Mm. Not just in that Celtic game. You know, if you think just uh, at Parkhead, I think it was, when they could have snatched a win, I think it was, um, just at the tail end of last season. He played outstanding in that as well, if he's played in the right position. What I really like about Bill is he's getting, he's getting this, uh, I don't know what this word is, a song out there. A tune, yeah. They're mm. obviously reacting. A tune out the players. He's, mm. he's definitely got that. I think he's man management, sir. I think he knows the club. He's saying all the right things. Like I said, though, Celtic have to be careful because they've ham the hammered Rangers twice, right? But I think it was because we're certain the wrong way. I think what Bills did with the cohort of players he's got, it can only get better. Um, and just one wee point about Sands, I know I can't get away from him all the time, right? But You're obsessed uh, with him. I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> listen, I just said to my mate at the time when he came on, I said, no, don't bring him on. And my mate said, oh, don't curse it. Mm -hmm. what, what happened? But... but I could see it coming. That, that was, that's why I'm frustrated. But to be fair, Barry, you've said it. he's got a lot of qualities, but he's played out of position so much, James yeah, Sands. I, I have I, I felt for him. Mm -hmm. Look, I, I think he's a squad player. I, I think if everybody's fit, he, he doesn't start. There's no doubt um, about that. I think the, the fee to buy him is £4 million. I, I can't see Rangers going and, going, going and pay that. One thing I will say about him is he's played out of position at centre-half when there was injuries. He never complained once. In my honest opinion, I think he gave 100%. Yeah. Was he always brilliant? No, he wasn't. But I take my hat off to him for that because he stepped into an area where he, he's not played much previous to that. Um, and for, in my eyes, um, he'd done a fine job for Rangers. Yeah, and suddenly in Champions League as well. Must be tough. Yeah, he stayed in the PSV, PSV Eindhoven. Yeah. He got into the Champions yeah. League. That's the best game I've seen him have. That's I thought right. he was excellent. He was, he, was, he was brilliant. Look, I think if the deal for Sands was a million and a half, 1.8, yeah, all day long. Yep. But at four, Nah, I think I, I think you could spend the money better elsewhere. Paul, you heading for the cup final? What do you think, Aberdeen? I'm not diminishing their ability, but what do you think? What's your scoreline? Um, I got a, I, I was pretty close to the Hibs game the last time you asked me that. I said four, four or five nil that mm -hmm. game. Uh, so mm -hmm. I maybe uh, a wee bit more, uh, wee bit more in the reserve. I'll go for maybe probably go for three 0 Rangers. I'm going to go for Sakala to score. Win for Sakala, right? We'll hear from Barry later in the week on that. And do you think Celtic Kilmarnock was your prediction? Uh, the head saying one thing, the heart saying another one. <laughs> I'm going to go for a shock myself. I'm going to go for 1 0 Kilmarnock. Lafferty to score. Is he back? I don't yeah, I think, no, I oh, think this is yeah. his first game yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. 
Are you all right there, Paul? Are you okay? <laughs> you were very good. At... Listen, who knows in cup football? And of course, Kelly won the cup in what 2012 was it when the yeah, Kenny Shields? Yeah, that's Kenny right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, sure. Well, I, I can't yep. see past. It. Listen, it's for me, and, and I'm not the, being disrespectful yep. to Commander and Aberdeen, yep. but what did you say? It was the 26th of February. 26th of February. It's Rangers, Rangers mm, Celtic. <laughs> I tell you, a Kilmarnock legend was there at the weekend Raymond Montgomery of course oh, part of the, the, the team was the 97 yeah morning against did you yeah. against he was in great yeah. form he's been tuning into the programme as well loads of people yeah. uh, there as well many of the Celtic directors as well a lot of the ex-Celtic players and, and you know the Rangers players lots of them are tuned in the clubs tune in as well it's great a lot yeah. of people get saw Tom Boyd there and uh, yeah Michael McDonald was brilliant uh, behind yeah. the seats Eric Everybody's Riley listening. yeah with Young Noah it was great honestly people I mean look you don't always disagree we disagree on lots of things but we try to be fair um, but they were great at Celtic at the weekend so thank you for that yeah. you're, you're just delighted yeah. your, your grandson got a 40 you're just delighted uh, you're bigger than uh, Kyogo <laughs> aren't you <laughs> <laughs> Barry and Mark next <laughs> Football show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Guidi. Loads of calls coming in as well tomorrow night. John Hartson will be in the building along with Stephen McGinn. So we'll be taking your calls from five. We're looking back over the weekend. Um, big win for Aberdeen, just looking at the score lines. Jim Goodwin really needed that, didn't he? 2-0 against St Johnson. St Johnson are safe, uh, Mark, and for the Dons, the fans were beginning to get restless. How was the reception for him uh, on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, the, the, you're right, the fans were getting a bit uh, restless, you know, 65, 70 minutes on the clock, and then, you know, Duke's got a, a couple of goals. His first one was a, was a really good uh, finish, albeit, you know, defensively. St Johnson should have coped uh, better, but a big win for 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 Jim Goodwin and, and his staff. There's no doubt about it. Uh, gives him a lift getting into the cup semi final. Stops that I think it was five games without a, a win. So a couple of goals, clean sheet. Everybody gets home happy. But Paul, Paul you know, I, I think maybe Jim's in the job what 10, 11 months, and, and I know this this is a culture we're in now. But there's so many stats. You know, it's four without a win. You know, Hibs are going to get. You know, it's only one one in nine. Motherwell one minute. Whatever it is, it's. There's an obsession with it that feeds into supporters, that feeds into social media. And, you know, you've even seen it down the road at Southampton. Nathan Jones, three or four games in, he's the wrong choice, get him out. It's it's shocking. It, it really is. It's a, we've, we've said it before, and we'll say it again, it's a horrible profession, a really, a really lonely, horrible profession. And the amount of stick that managers have to take because they go three or four games without winning is absolutely disgusting. Barry, would you agree with that and have you felt that at yeah, times in management? Listen, it is. It's a, a lonely place um, to be at times, uh, football management. Um, that's why I'm I'm happy where I'm at at this moment in time, Paul, if I'm being honest with you. And, and I agree so, some of the, the criticism and we know what it's like now with, with social media. Um, if they have a few bad results, listen, I understand it's, it falls on the manager's shoulders. Um, but I think some it's way over the top, way, way over the top. And um, as you say, you, you very rarely see a manager get time in the game um, to go and stamp their authority. It is, yeah, Matt, Matt's just said there, Jim's only been in the job 11 months. For me, he needs a number of transfer windows to go and, and, and make his proper mark on the on the team it's not just Jim it's 
Yeah. It's every every single yeah. manager. Mm-hmm. Stevie Hamill. We speak with Steve McGinnon here. I've watched Motherwell a few times. They play decent stuff. They've been unlucky in some results, but now people are are saying, "Oh, maybe he's no experience." How's he going to get the experience? Let him be in the job. I, I think Mother will be fine. I'm just using Stephen Hamill yeah. as a, yeah, sure. as a yeah. an example here. Um, but how's he going to get the experience eh, in management? He's got to get sometimes through the be tough spells. I think he'll come out at the other side, and Mother will be safe. But look, being a manager. Um, it is a lonely place, Paul, at times. Uh, when you win, it's great. Everybody wants to speak to you and pat you in the back. Mm-hmm. But see, when you lose, um, sometimes you, it's a lonely it's a lonely place to be. I think I know the answer. Do you miss it? No. Any time do you miss it? Ever? No, I, I don't. I love, I absolute love football. I know. I love watching mm. it. Do I miss management? No, I don't. No. Um, five o'clock on a Saturday, a big win. That that high that you get. I mean, Peter Grant says you get a high for about an hour, and then you start right. thinking about the next one. Max, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't get a chance to enjoy it because you know that within six or seven days you're going to get absolutely slaughtered again. They don't remember. That. I mean, okay, I, I can accept now. I realise why Rangers changed, and I get it. But Rangers dismissed a manager that got him a European final mm. six months. A Scottish club in a European final, a penalty kick away from yeah. winning a European trophy. Mm. And you know, and, and and I get it. The standards weren't good because Celtic have set the standards so high across the city. But when you think about that, Jack Ross about to go into a cup final with Hibs loses his job, sacked. Ten games at the United, sacked. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, wow. It's I know that, that that's where we are now. And managers, you know, nobody's forced them to get involved in that profession. Nobody's forced them to take jobs. But I just think it's horrible. It's really, really horrible for them. Look at Graham Potter. I know there's speculation in England because it's gone the wrong way at Chelsea. So he's been in the job four months. Yeah. Look at the job he done at Brighton. Look at the job before that at Swansea. Look at the job he done in Sweden. And the uh, World Cup wasn't that four months. So yeah, call it three months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and again, it's like, uh, don't be surprised if he if Graham Potter a couple of iffy results over the next couple oh, of weeks. He's away. Aye. He, he he's out the door. Um, it's a, it's a crazy profession. We all love football, mm. um, but some of the decisions that are, are made by me, off the top of my head, a club like Watford, they just sack managers oh, yeah. for the fun, for the fun of it. Three a season, isn't it? Just Easily. about two or three Bill, a season. Billy McKinley got sacked then after nine days. Nine? What? I mean, nine nine days. days. So, yeah. Six, seven years ago, by, by the, yeah, the same guys that own the club now. Yeah. Nine days. Wow. Remember Big Alec, Alec McLeish at Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Forest. Yeah. Short time, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, people want to be football managers, especially ex-players. And I see Marvin Bartley has gone to Queen of the South. Yep. As manager, we wish well, him all the best. Terms, look, yep. Great, Marvin's got his first job in football. Done a good job, obviously, yeah. at Livingston. Look, I go for the, the, the ex-Queen of the South manager, Willie Gibson. Mm-hmm. Now, came in, took the job last year, done well. He's a few after results, bang, out the door, a, a Queen of the South legend. Yeah. Still Give him a bit of time. Yeah. He, he was no chance of getting relegated. Mm-hmm. Wally Gibson. How can they do that to somebody? That, that's the way I yeah. look at it. Give him a bit of time and see if he can turn that around. Because, um, I mean, if you look at the point, I think they're 13 points off the bottom of the league. They, they're always good enough, Queen of the South, to, to get a few wins. I think he was only, I don't know, you would need to look at it, six or seven points yeah. off the playoffs. Give him a bit of time and see how he, he does to the end of the season. But not bang... Out, out the door listen great for Marvin Bartley that he's yeah, he's in sure. a job and I'm sure he'll go down there and, and do a um, a really good job because he had a good time at Livingston but 
some of the decisions that are made in football now just puts you off because yeah. yeah. it's a brilliant game of course yeah brilliant game to be involved in but just they're, they're too easily relieved of their duties I don't like using the word sacked yeah relieved sure. of their duties far too early in my opinion too many managers Mark for Marvin he could do well wouldn't he he's had a good career playing then assistant manager at the club and we wish him well uh, with the Dunhamers yeah yeah I think in the <laughs> south I've got a a good um, a good setup, a good club. You know, I, I agree with Barry as well. And I think Willie Gibson, you know, very unfortunate um, to lose his job. But it is the the nature of the beast. But um, you know, now that I don't know what happens, just Paul. But if you're if you're lasting more than a year in a job, you're doing well, and that but, and that can't be right. Yeah. But then there's other good examples. I think it's St. Johnson. Yeah. Sure. Callum Davison won their season cup double. Who would have mm-hmm. imagined that last year they struggled? They, you were worried for St Johnson mm. last year, but not the stuck by him. Unless he's a, a few iffy results over the last couple of weeks, but look, he's done a bit of recruitment. His recruitment's been good. Yep. They look back to a solid team again. That's the difference when you've got a good board behind you. And they don't listen to what comes from the stands. That's right. Uh, well, yeah. That was my next point. Robbie Nielsen lost at Broader Rangers in the Cup. Remember? They were more turned towards getting promotion back to the back to the Premiership, which was his remit. But you know, have some heart supporters had their way at that moment in time? Robbie yeah. Robbie Nielsen would have been a goner. And look at them now. I know. Got them into Europe last yeah. year. Albeit it wasn't it wasn't great this season, some of their performances, but now he's starting to get players back. The January mm-hmm. windows opened. They they're a good team. Rob, Rob, Robbie's Rob, a good manager. Yeah. And a good assistant manager, Jig. Why was he called that? I don't know the answers. Don't ask questions. Yeah, don't, don't know the answers. Don't ask okay. questions. Okay. But Lee McCulloch, you <laughs> know, a Rangers <laughs> and Kilmarnock legend and a near neighbour. But uh, yeah, they're a good double act there, aren't they? At, at Hearts. They are the third force now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill, I, I think helps. so. I'm not just saying that. I, I think they've got a good coaching staff. They've got a good manager. Yep. Brilliant um, stadium. Mm-hmm. Good training uh, centre. Uh, and for me, they've got a, a real good squad. Um, Robbie's got there. We're talking about fashion Sakala today. How was the fashion at the Rangers legends, the former managers? Come on, was there any... Was Amoruso there with the Italian uh, suits and all the rest um, of it? Was everyone looking yeah, good for him? Was there a bit of There was a few of them looking yeah. tricky. Uh-huh. Yeah, tricky. Is that tricky. good? Tr- yeah, it's good. Uh-huh. That's good. Great. They were all together Thursday and Friday uh, in Glasgow coming together and uh, you, you enjoyed it because you don't do many of these things no I, yeah. I, I don't but I really enjoyed it it was good just yeah. to catch up as I say as Paul, we, listen we keep saying to each other, oh, we'll catch up and uh, do this sure. but you know what it's like yeah. people are, are doing different things in their, in their life but it was a brilliant two nights um, not just the, the people that were there that, in terms of the fans who had bought tickets it was just spending a bit of time and, and talking about old stories and um, talking to, to guys like Terry Butcher, who I hadn't really spent a lot of time with, mm-hmm. um, just yeah. listening to some of his stories and and that Sunnis era, where how how the games changed so much, some of the things that went on in that dressing room. <laughs> you can imagine, <laughs> yeah. And I thought my dressing room was bad. <laughs> Sunnis spoke so movingly, didn't he, about Gianluca Viali on Friday? Yeah, Barry, you would hear it. I know you missed nothing. And Viali, what a man! You must have. Um, yeah, well, come what up a against player. Yeah, um, guy who had um, everything in the locker, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Physical, um, could control the ball, could could basically all round probably striker, and obviously it was like everybody used to watch Italian football all the time because of when Gaza went over there, and obviously you seen what sure. Viali had done with some Doria, him and Mancini, and then some of the stories for Sunis, and then obviously I think it was something like thirteen million he signed to Juventus. Right. 
most expensive in the world at the time. Yep. You're right. Yeah. And then came to Chelsea. I don't know what age was he when he came to Chelsea, but if you look back, some of the goals he scored, and you just listen to people talk. One yeah. thing about mm. him is he was not just a brilliant player, a brilliant guy. Oh, yeah. Top top guy. Life's too short, isn't it? He was only fifty. Fifty. Oh, that's oh, horrible. Come on. Enjoy it. And everyone said, "What an amazing man." And soon as said that, forget the football. Yeah. What a beautiful soul. I suppose lovely as well. I mean, on the football yeah. part, that it'd have been wonderful for him with his great friend Mancini for the two of them to be together to win the Euros. Because <laughs> yeah. I think he was diagnosed with cancer maybe about a decade ago, the mm. first time, and, and he kind of beat it and it came back again. So to be there and, and, and be part of that would have, would have been a wonderful thing for him and, and that's great. I mean, 58. 50, yep. Far too young. Yeah, yep. far too young. Listen, when you see that, life's about enjoying. Enjoy it. Let's finish then with the two managers. Celtic... Um, well, they made it 12 points for 24 hours after the 2-0 win over Kilmarnock. The goals were won just before half-time and then the second half, the second. We work on certain patterns and you, you kind of, you know, um, have some things that you've you got to rely on. And I thought there was more opportunities to do that in the first half and we didn't take them, you know. We, we kind of, we, we, we played in front of them too much instead of sort of trying to probe in behind. But um, I thought second half, I thought we addressed that. And like I said, um, yeah, apart from the goal, I thought we created some fantastic opportunities. And headlines today, Cho Gui Sung is speaking with Son of Tottenham. So the South Korean star could he be on his way to Celtic. Gikamakis attracting interest from Sampdoria and also a Japanese club as well. And for Rangers, 2-0 win yesterday against Dundee United. I thought in the first half, like we, we had some moves where two or three players did good things and the last pass, whoever it would be, a cross or a shot, just wasn't there. And we were getting frustrated. Dundee United was sitting deep and... Uh, the pitches at this time of the year are bobbly, so we had to change some things at, at half-time. I won't tell you everything we changed, but the crux of it is that we passed and we run off the ball a lot more. And, and I thought the first goal typified that because it's two people running behind. And uh, it was a great finish from uh, Fashion Sakala. He's in fine form at the moment. He sure is. Special goal. So nine points between them. But now the attention for them, Rangers and Celtic, is to the Cup this weekend. Uh, Kilmarnock for Celtic and then Aberdeen for Rangers. And Rangers being linked with Todd Cantwell and Everton's Tom Davies and Barry, you wouldn't be against either of those signings, would you? No, no. Um, good quality players, in my opinion. And I can see... I think it is an area that he wants to strengthen. Listen, I thought Lundstrom and Jack were really good. Um, Tillman was quiet in the second half, but he came to life um, in the second half. Must have got a, a kick up the backside. Um, but that, that's where he can produce goals in big moments in the final third. Um, but it is an, an area where... I do think Rangers could be um, doing with a, a player or two. Uh, a player or two. Mm. Thanks very much. See you on Wednesday. Barry, yep. you'll be back. Mark, you'll be back on Friday. Yep, looking forward to it. The, um, yeah, the only way to start the weekend. You're on yeah. late on the weekend, are we? Yeah, for sure. I'll check with you. Can you? No, you can't. OK, Mark, uh, he'll be back, he'll be back <laughs> soon. We can take that bit off the podcast. He's not again, nice to know. What's he like? Who's he think he is? Me. He said, uh, no, exactly. I was just about to say that. More holidays than you. Thank you. Back tomorrow uh, night. At five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go. 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.